we had to literally create toys because tops and men do not know how to make us orgasm. They say the girls have more fun, but they never met the boys. This is boy talk. Boy talk. This is boy talk. Welcome back, bitches. I am so excited to be back with you all this week. I have some quick life updates because, you know, I am a human. I'm not just, you know, a sex god. You know, I do have things that I do throughout the week that are more normal, as they say. So I am in school. I'm in my master's right now. And I'm telling you, it is week five or six. I don't even remember, honestly. But it's the point of the semester where I'm like regretting the choices of going to school. I'm doubting myself. I'm doubting my major. I'm feeling like a dumb bitch. But I've gotten school down to the fact that like this happens every time around week five, week six, because all of a sudden it's like we have to start preparing for finals. Like, are you shitting me? Like we just started. Like, I don't know, five or six weeks ago, (laughs) which now that I'm saying it, It's been a while, so of course, like, yeah, it's almost time for final projects. I mean, it's a 15-week semester. But my brain's like, no. So school's going great, if you wanted to know. And then work. I actually got a new job, y'all. So I'm not an unemployed hole anymore. This hole has a job, which is exciting. I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I have a sex podcast, if you didn't know. And I don't know how thrilled companies would be to claim me as their employee so anyways i have a job now and that's really fun and exciting but yeah i'm working so i'm a busy 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 person and it's literally terrible but it is nice it's nice to be back at work school's in the swing of things you know i'm living my life but i'm so glad that i still have time to make the podcast i just want to let you all know that i'm not going anywhere So some quick updates. If you don't follow me on Instagram or you don't follow the podcast on Instagram, that's fine. Kind of fake friend of you. But I announced that we are now moving our episode dates to Wednesdays at 12.01 a.m. Nothing else is changing. Still going to be weekly. Still the same stuff. Still the same bottom. Still the same bitch telling you all the things that I tell you. But we are going to post on Wednesdays because that's when you fuckers are listening. I have the analytics where I can see like who's listening, where you're listening from, all that stuff. Kind of creepy, kind of big brothery, but I do have all that info and I'm seeing that you guys are listening on Wednesday. So I decided it works better for my schedule. I don't have classes on Tuesdays that I'm going to make Wednesdays our post days from now on. So new episodes every Wednesday, 12.01 a.m. Definitely excited. Nothing's going to change, like I said, besides the fact it's on Wednesdays now. And like obviously tonight you saw the podcast got posted. So today is the first day. Episode seven is the start of our Wednesday posting, everybody. As far as my content and what's been going on, I want to give you some updates. If you don't follow me on other socials, totally fine. I'm glad you hear the podcast. You can literally skip the next like minute while I quickly go through what's going on on my other social media. But if you love me like I love you and you support me on all my social channels, which is amazing and you're fantastic for doing, here's some updates. YouTube is coming soon. Right now I am just posting the podcast there because some people asked if they could stream it that way. I made it available because I am a man of the people. I wanna make y'all happy. So it's on YouTube, you can stream it there, but I'm gonna start actually making content there. I'm not kinda sure what I'm gonna do content wise yet. I did a survey and a lot of people wanted me to do like story times. They wanted me to do some more like get to know me better and learn about my actual life outside of like the sex podcast and stuff and like my sex TikTok. So I might do some more like about Cody and getting to know me. So we'll see what's gonna go 
If you have any ideas or suggestions from our YouTubers, something you'd like to see, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. So speaking of Instagram, if you're not following me there, it's at ocody, which all my socials are at ocody. I have this beautiful thing called a flow page, which has like all my links. It's all ocody though. If you want to find me anywhere, just type in ocody on any social platform, you'll find me. But anywho, my Instagram, it's really like, you know, where I do selfies, I promote the podcast, I update about life daily, like I always have daily stories. It's where I post like about fashion and school and work and food and all that stuff. But something that I really pride myself on Instagram is that I like engaging on there. So that's where I'm going to DM you back. Like if you have questions, you need to DM me on Instagram. And you can either do my personal, which is the at ocody, or the podcast, which is at boytalk underscore podcast. But either way, I'm answering those DMs, I'm engaging with you all, I'm having those conversations, and I do little fun quizzes. I like to ask you all questions about content you'd like to see, updates about my TikTok, updates about the podcast, and just personal things. Something that I think is so crazy, but I love, is that I love to actually answer. Like, if I'm going to ask you something, I'm not going to just completely ignore you, right? So what I tend to do is I will respond back and a lot of you will be like, oh my God, I did not expect you to actually answer me. I can't believe you're seeing this right now. I pride myself on that because y'all are the only reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. So please don't be afraid to reach out to me on those platforms. And then TikTok. I love TikTok so much. I do, but they have been playing games. I like to refer to TikTok as where it all began. It's the first social platform that I gained a lot of traction on. It's where most of all of y'all are coming from. So thank you for joining me here. It's why the podcast exists though, because TikTok likes to play with me. They have continued to take down content, but luckily have not banned me. I haven't got any major warnings. I don't think my account's going anywhere. I did some self-auditing. I removed some of the videos that I knew were a little riskier so that we don't get banned because <laughs> that's the last thing I need is to get banned in the middle of all this. <laughs> so yeah, the content is still the same. It's all about sex and relationships and dating. It's just a little more PG, PG-13. Right now I've had a kissing series that's done really well and I'm trying to show a little more of myself on there too. So Definitely, if you're not following me on TikTok, you should be, we should be hanging out on there. And I take all of my listener questions from TikTok as well. So some of them are DMs from Instagram, but most of them are comments on TikTok that I'm like, okay, I can't answer this here, but I can do it in the podcast. So that being said, one of the questions on TikTok that I've been getting a lot and I can't do on TikTok because I will totally get in trouble for is sex toys. So we're not talking about teddy bears and Barbie dolls. We're talking about fun, intimate sex toys. So this week's episode is going to be all about that. And don't you worry if you don't have a sex toy or you've never used a sex toy or you even haven't considered it, I'm gonna tell you all you need to know to decide if sex toys are right for you, why you should be using them and how to do it. So let's get ready, bitches. All right, it's that part of the episode where I have to shamelessly plug and I'm so sorry, I hate it, but I'm gonna do it because I do need the support. If you have not liked the episode, please like it. If you have not downloaded it yet, please download them. Download them all. Super easy thing you can do to support me. It's so beneficial. Please subscribe. Please like and share, comment, whatever platform you're on right now. Please help me. Anything you do does help. I'm a small creator. I'm still not signed. I'm not making money on this podcast. I'm actually losing money on it. Like I have an editor I pay and I love her to death. She's the only reason why we are doing this. And I had to buy all this equipment. I'm on a new mic, if you can't tell. Long story short, 
I need your guys' support. We have been able to move up the charts. We peaked at 17 in January on the relationships chart in the US. We've had some amazing traction across the world and globe, which is insane. And I think we were sitting in the 30, 40 range last week, which is fantastic. So if we can just keep the podcast on the charts, it means the world to me. So thank you so much and all your support. It's literally changing my life and I love what I do. And I'm so glad that I get to be here with you all. So toys. Let's start with an overview. Let's get into some basics, right? Why do sex toys exist? Well, my answer is that men suck. I'm just kidding. I don't want to offend any of my male listeners. You guys are great. Let's just say top suck. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to top shame. Not going to top shame. Basically, sex toys have been around for forever because we are sexual creatures and beings and we want to touch ourselves and we want to feel pleasure and get to the orgasm and peak, right? So a lot of the reason why they exist is because we are always looking for that self-intimacy. So if we can't find another partner, we are willing to do whatever it takes to get to that feeling. And I think that it's so interesting because a lot of people don't utilize sex toys or they're afraid to talk about using sex toys or they feel embarrassed around sex toys. And like, we shouldn't be. They are literally normal. It's okay to want to touch yourself and it's great to find a resource to help you do it, right? So why wouldn't we talk about sex toys? Why wouldn't we embrace that option as a way to find our own pleasure on our own, right? For my really big beginners, so like if you've never heard of sex toys or you're unsure what they are or how to use them, that kind of thing, let's just go over some basics. There are sex toys that are made for penetration, meaning like they're going to go in a hole, which it could be like your mouth, your back door, so your butt, or you know, if you're a proud owner of a coochie, you can put it in there, that kind of thing, right? There are even some that go into the pee-pee hole. And then there are the ones for external use. Those are more like stuff that you would do to like rub on yourself or to stimulate certain feelings. Don't worry, I'm gonna go into some great examples. So the type of sex toys that exist, right? First major category they think we're all pretty familiar with is dildos. So dildos are kind of like fake peepees. They're supposed to stimulate like, you know, the male sex part, which is just like a penis. They can be realistic, though they can actually like be shaped like a penis, or sometimes they're just random shapes, like bumps and different grooves, different textures, that kind of thing, right? The whole purpose of a dildo is to penetrate. So it's supposed to stimulate penetration. But what I think a lot of people don't recognize with dildos is it's not just for like your downstairs holes, like the sense of like if you're a proud owner of a vagina or if you put it in your back door, it's actually great for oral too. So if you're someone like me who enjoys giving head, like I love giving oral, especially to my male partners, I'm gay. So I like, I like that. I have used a dildo in that sense to stimulate giving oral sex. It's the same kind of idea and it does give that same sense of pleasure in the sense of like it feels like you're actually giving head so I think dodos are a great option another type of toy is a vibrator right so what I think we don't know about vibrators is that it's not just for women it's for anyone who wants to utilize them and I don't think that people who identify as males realize that it's for men too so a vibrator at its core is a toy that ends up 
literally sending vibrations. So it can be utilized either externally or internally. With that being said, if you're going to do internally, it's all about getting your P and G spot to react. So if you're a male and you're putting it into your butt, you're going to get it on your prostate and then you're going to make a prostate orgasm happen. If you're a female, you're going to use it on your vagina and you can literally simulate any parts of it, the external area, like the lips and clit area, or you could actually get one that goes inside and penetrates and does all of that magic for you too. There are even some that are dual where it will go both into your butt and to your coochie if you own one of those. So yeah, depending on whatever part you have and wherever you identify, the different toys will work for that for you, especially with the vibrators. Next are, are I like to call the category fake holes. Some people will refer to these as like the fleshlights. That's an actual brand of this like toy product, but I'm going to call it a fake hole just because I feel like that's easier to conceptualize. Basically, these are toys that are meant for practicing penetration. So if you're the top or a guy, you would have a fake hole and it would either stimulate oral going into a coochie or going into a butt, whatever you prefer. And they're normally handheld and you would, you know, do the movements yourself or you can get like a stand to place it on and you can like pump into it like someone's actually there or whatever you'd like to do. But basically it's going to stimulate your body like you are using a hole. And then that kind of plays into the next one, which is dolls. So there are the traditional full body dolls. Like I think we've all seen in those cheesy comedies where there's a blow up sex doll and someone finds it and it's embarrassing or whatever, or it gets passed around at a college party or whatever cheesy media garbage we've all consumed. But there's actually some that are like smaller. So like they will be like partial dolls where it's like maybe the whole torso. Like, I don't know about you all, but when I've scrolled through the internet and found content, Sometimes it looks like it's just a butt. Other times it looks like it's a full torso of a male or female. But with that being said, it has those genitalia parts that make you realize like, okay, great. And then there's like the fake hole. So there's kind of that mesh over with the other toy of fake hole where it's looks like it's kind of like a part of a body, but at the end of the day, it's usually used for that fake penetration. Like I want to feel like I'm penetrating someone or something. Those are kind of those basic toys. And I hope that that wasn't too much and you got a little bit out of that. That's a really quick overview. There are so many other toys, but I think that's a great place to start, especially for anyone who might be a beginner or it's your first time discussing sex toys. Those are kind of the staples, the cores, the things you're going to see a lot of, right? So let's talk about my own personal opinion. I think toys are fantastic. And I figured since I'm going to tell you about toys, I should just fess up to the fact that I have toys and tell you about my first toy, right? So I bought my first toy, which was a dildo in college. I literally got it from Amazon. So thank you so much, Amazon, for that student prime two-day delivery because I definitely needed it. My first toy was a realistic one too, which I personally like better than the ones that aren't realistic looking. And I remember when I ordered it, I was so nervous. Like I knew Amazon was going to do their normal packaging because at the time, like I said, I was in college and I was living in a dorm. 
So I didn't want, you know, the male people to know what I was ordering. I was ashamed and embarrassed because no one told me it was normal to want or utilize sex toys, which is why I'm here doing this podcast. And I'm going to exploit myself like this. So yes, I bought a toy while I was in college and Amazon did me a service of hiding it because it just comes in an Amazon box. So as far as they knew, I could have been ordering like books or ramen or something useful. It's useful, but not in the ways that you would assume, right? But I like that it was discreet and it made me feel really comfortable because I personally don't enjoy going into like the traditional like toy shops or sex shops in towns. The ones in my town were all really gross and creepy. So I was just like, "Mm, rather not. Amazon felt more like discreet in that sense. Like I could just go online. I did it like three in the morning. I was just laying in bed feeling a type of way. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy myself a dildo because I deserve it. And so I did. And it came in two days. Anywho, I chose one that was a size that I felt comfortable with, a girth that I felt comfortable with. And it has been love since. I remember the first time that I utilized it, I was (laughs) nervous because I had never done it before. And so my tips for you, if you are going to try using a toy for your first time that I wish I would have known is one, treat it like a real penis. Use as much lube as you need. Maybe give yourself a little bit of foreplay practice beforehand, depending on the size you buy yourself, that kind of thing. My first one had that suction like cup that some have and you could push it onto like a flat surface. So like tile or concrete, which is really great for if you are doing stuff by yourself and you don't want to have to manually do the work with your hand (laughs) but yeah it was definitely a time I just remember feeling really like embarrassed and ashamed and even now I'm just kind of like super giggly talking about it because I'm like (laughs) I'm telling everybody that I bought a dildo in college like yeah I did um let's normalize it please because if not I look like a clown a one boy clown at this circus So what are the pros of having a toy, right? Like I just told you that I have one and I do have toys now. So I have different types of toys as well. What are the pros of having them? The first big one that I would say is practice. If you are nervous about intimate time or you want to try something new or you're not sure how to go about doing certain things, toys are great. They're a great chance for you to explore that. So if you're like, a top in your relationship and you're the one penetrating you could get one of the fake hole toys and you could practice like what it's like to penetrate and you can utilize it to learn about your body you can use it to treat yourself to a nice relaxing night or as a way to train your body like a great example is i've heard from some tops that have toys that they've used these toys to help them last longer because they're getting themselves used to the feeling of penetrating so that they can keep their stamina going so they don't finish early. Same ideas for bottoms. So if you're the person being penetrated, you can use it to practice so that it's not as per se painful, which I've talked about in my other podcast. And today it's always gonna have a little bit of pain associated, but it does help to be practiced because if you're staying regular with intimate time, your body will handle it better. I remember one time when I had a little dry spell of intimate time and then I went back into sex, it really hurt. So having a toy is great in that sense of if you're not, you know, scoring at the moment, you can keep yourself ready to go. I kind of touched on it already, but a second big pro of a toy is that self-discovery. 
You get to have time by yourself to practice things that you may not feel comfortable doing with a partner or you might feel embarrassed to do or you don't even know if you would enjoy or not. So getting a toy is a great alternative to like doing it with someone else or finding a stranger or whatever the means are. Another thing is the loneliness and an alternative to hookups, right? So if you're not into hookup culture, which like no shame in your game, if you love hookups, awesome. I've hooked up before. I've literally had a hot girl summer, had a hot girl semester. Like I'm, I'm no shame in the game. But if you aren't into hookups, toys could be a great option for you because then you'll still get to have that intimate time. You'll still get to find that pleasure. You'll still get to do the deal. You get that good feeling, get that orgasm. But you don't have to be with another person. You don't have to have a partner. And so it's really great for that sense. And then finally, which I think this is my favorite part of toys, is that you can use it to elevate your sex that you're having with partners. I know that some of y'all are now like either freaked out or you're super intrigued, right? Cody, you just talked about using toys on yourself and self-discovery and practice. And what do you mean elevate sex with toys? Yes. I'm telling you right now, elevate your sex with toys. It makes sex so much better. So if you're like me and you don't like the traditional vanilla sex, right? Which there's nothing wrong with being a little vanilla. I like vanilla once in a while. If it's been a long day and me and my partner are tired, vanilla's cool. But I do prefer having some elevated fun in my intimate time. You can definitely incorporate toys and it can take your sex to the next level. So let's start on where to even start with bringing toys into the bedroom. You want to start with an open dialogue with your partner, okay? You need to make sure that your partner is one, comfortable bringing toys in, and two, you should discuss which kind of toys you guys want to try bringing into the bedroom, right? So definitely start with that open dialogue. And I know that can be scary or uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, this is your intimate partner. You are already having intimate time. They're already seeing you in a very vulnerable place. You need to trust that your partner would be interested in talking about it with you. You can even do this with people who may not be your long-term partner or someone you're committed to. If you wanted to hook up with somebody and you're using like a dating app or you meet them at a bar or whatever, you can easily bring it up as like a foreplay moment. I remember one time I was talking to this guy and he was literally sexting me and telling me about his toys that he wanted to use on me. And I didn't know that I would enjoy that. But when I tell you it like was sending me over the edge, I was like, where do I need to go? Do I need to get on a train plane? Do I need to get an automobile? How do I get to you? When can we do it? Let's set up a time. Where do I book my appointment? So you can bring it up. Like it doesn't have to be with a partner that you have constant intimate time with. It can be with someone you're just having casual sex. Just bring it up and make sure you discuss it. And you can either do it in a more savvy way, like that sexting moment, like make it a foreplay moment for everyone. Or you can do it in a way that's more like, hey, like I just want to check with you and let's touch base about this. I'm interested in trying blank. Would you be interested in that? It's that easy. Don't make it weird, y'all. Like let's let's normalize talking about toys. This section, we're going to talk a little bit to my beginners, right? So if this is your first time hearing about sex toys or your first time considering using sex toys, here are my two major tips for you, okay? Tip number one is to start slow. All good things come with time, so do not rush it, okay? What I want you to do when you're starting slow is to don't be super crazy when adding the toy into the bedroom, right? You might want to jump off the deep end. You might be super excited, ready to go, eager McBeaver, whatever 
And I love that for you. And I love that energy. It is chef kiss amazing. But you're new to this and your partner's new to this. So maybe we go slow, right? I would suggest personally, this is my own personal opinion, use it during foreplay moments first before you do anything crazy with sex toys. So I would integrate it into like fingering. That's a great time to use a penetration toy or when you're giving head slash starting with like a hand job for a top or someone who owns a penis. That's great too because then you can use the fake penetration toys like, you know, a fake hole or a vibrator, that kind of thing. That will help you get used to using the toy on another person or with another person in a way that's not as intense. And sometimes if it's enough for you, that can be your intimate time for the day. Like you don't even have to have full-blown sex with the toy at first. Maybe it's just like, hey, we don't have time to fuck. So I'm going to literally get out a toy and we're going to mess around and we're both going to like masturbate with it. Or, or maybe we'll both play with toys next to each other. Whatever you need to do with that person is your personal business, but I think that this is where I would start as a new, new beginner with it. It's how I started with bringing in toys to intimate time. And then my second big tip is making sure that the toy is accessible to the area you're going to be doing the do at, right? (laughs) So I know with partners, when we wanted to bring a toy into the bedroom in the past, we might not have had it somewhere accessible. And then all of a sudden there's this really awkward like gap of time. Like they have to run out into a closet to get the toy out or it's buried in their deepest compartments of their drawers or it's under their bed or somewhere that's not as simple to get. I'm not saying like lay them out and like 50 shades of gray it like sex dungeon. Like you don't need to do that. (laughs) But you should have it somewhere accessible and maybe laying it out is hot. You know, like there is a little bit of that like sexiness to like someone laying out toys and being like, we're going to use these tonight kind of thing. So really whatever floats your boat. But I would say make sure it's somewhere that's more accessible. So it's not as awkward to bring it in to the foreplay or any part of intimate time. Right. So let's talk a little more about this for my pros now. So say you're a pro, say you already have a toy, you use it on yourself, or you and your partner have already started to bring toys in, but you want something that's going to make it a little more spicy, a little more fun. One of the best things that I found with using toys in the bedroom during intimate time is to utilize it for that in-between rounds moment. A round could be you both reach to the orgasm and that's great and fantastic, and then you do it again, Or for me, I like to think about rounds as like the burst of like full penetration. Sometimes your top needs a break, (laughs) especially if you're like me, I'm kind of a pillow prince. Um, I can't lie, but also like it goes into, I'm very submissive and my partners tend to be more dominant. They don't really want me to be in control anyways. So like, you know, it's not my fault, but it's also like, I do enjoy laying there and enjoying it. So great for me, but anywho, Sometimes your top needs a break, right? (laughs) Don't be afraid to utilize the toys during that break. So one example of using a toy, giving that break time. Say your top needs the break and they wanna keep you pleasured. They might use a toy on you as the bottom. So they might either use a dildo or they'll put a vibrator in or whatever it looks like for you. They might even be penetrating you, but then putting the toy into like your mouth. Or if you own multiple holes down there, so like you have a coochie and a back door, they might want to put it in one or the other while they're penetrating the other, right? Either way, that's how a top could add it in using the rounds during that break, that kind of thing. 
So for my bottoms, if you're going to use a toy on a top, a great way for this intermission time is like, okay, they don't want to be putting in the effort of like pounding me out, right? Let me use a toy on them so they can lay back and relax. So that could be a great time to bring in a fake hole, bring in a vibrator, that kind of thing. Whatever they like at that point would be a great time to add that toy in. Another great way for bottoms to utilize a toy on a top would be in the sense of like, we've been fucking for like two hours and I'm tired. <laughs> as much as I love getting railed, like I love getting railed. Sometimes I'm like, wow, like this is round three. We've been at it for an hour and a half, two hours. I'm a little tired right now. Toys are a great moment for that. You can be like, okay, I'm going to help you finish this round, but I'm going to get the toy out kind of thing. Or you can just pull it out and like get off of his, you know, pee pee and be like, I'm going to use this now. Or if they're at the top and they're using like strap on or whatever, same idea, like pull out of that and then get like the fake penetration thing or whatever toy they prefer being used on them and be like, okay, we're going to make you finish now. So I know that we went through a lot about these toys this is just the surface level, right? I could probably do an entire podcasting series just on sex toys and all that. So basically what I'm going to say is this. This was a very good beginner class. Class is closed in that sense about toys. And if you want me to do another episode about toys, please DM me on Instagram. If I get, I don't know, 100 DMs or so about doing a second one, I will. Maybe I'll do a survey link tonight when the podcast drops about if I should do a part two to this episode. We'll figure it out. Long story short, I definitely have a lot more to say about this, but I am running out of time. So I'm going to wrap up our toy discussion so we can get into listener questions. So for those of you who might be new to the podcast or you're not sure still how to submit questions quickly, this is how you do it. You're going to go to my Instagram or the podcast Instagram. So either go to at ocody on Instagram so O-H-H-K-O-D-Y, or go to at boytalk underscore podcast and DM me your questions. I pull two to three week and we discuss them. Some weeks when I've had guests, it's been a little harder to get all three questions. I've done two sometimes, but this week we should be fine on three. So let's go ahead and just jump into it. Oh, before I forget, you could also submit them on TikTok. Go ahead and put it in the comments of my videos. I will gladly answer them either on TikTok as its own TikTok video or if it's too risky, I'll bring it here to the podcast. So wherever you feel comfortable, TikTok, Instagram, you can even honestly email it to me. My email is on a bunch of my stuff on my socials. So whatever you need to do, you get your questions to me. I'll find them. I'll see them, that kind of thing. Our first question this week is about how often you should get tested for STIs, right? And this is such a great question because it's important if you're going to be practicing sex and practicing sex safely and being responsible, you should be getting tested regularly. First thing I'm gonna say is this, I'm not a doctor, right? I don't have an MD, I didn't go to med school. So this is purely my opinion and what I've heard from my own doctors and my own experience and what I know my friends do, that kind of thing, right? First thing about getting tested and when you should do it is, it depends on your lifestyle, right? So example, you're single and not being sexually active. You don't need to get tested, right? <laughs> but say that you are in a hookup phase of your life or you are just into casual sex and hookups and that's your normal intimacy, right? Then you might want to get tested more frequently. So it depends on your lifestyle. So if you live a more basic lifestyle in the sense of like, 
You're not being overtly intimate in the sense of like, they're not having multiple partners. You're not doing the hookup stuff, that kind of thing. You're not just having casual sex. And you have like that one boyfriend, girlfriend, partner that you're seeing. Annual to biannual makes the most sense, right? So like once or twice a year. But if you're having riskier sex or you decide to partake in something that's a little riskier, then you should get tested, right? In my opinion, at least. Obviously, it's your body, it's your life, you're going to do what you need to do. But if you do something that's risky and you're nervous or you feel like you have a reason to get tested, go get tested. And I think a lot of medical professionals would agree. It's like, if you have a reason or rationale, like you did something that was risky, like A, you had a hookup and maybe you didn't decide to use any type of protection, totally fine, whatever, no judgment here, then yeah, you might want to get tested. Like, that's totally fine. Go and get tested. Or say that you're starting to experience symptoms, that is a great reason to also get tested. Nothing wrong with it. I think we just need to start normalizing getting tested. It's, it's normal. You should be getting tested regularly. Practicing safety is different for everyone when it comes to intimate time. I know some people have gotten upset when I've said things like you should be using condoms and stuff or whatever. This is all opinion-based and this is all just me trying to give you my personal experience. So for me, I think we should normalize getting tested. You should do it on an annual basis. You should be practicing safely, and if you choose to look at safety in a different way, like you do something a little more riskier, just get checked. It's not that big of a deal. Let's just normalize getting tested on a regular basis. And let's also work as a community to stop stigmatizing STIs. It can happen to anybody. It happens more than you recognize. There's a statistic. I don't remember who it's from. I can't source it. I'm so sorry. But it was like one in four college students have an STI. Like, it's not that deep. Like, I'm going to do a whole episode on STI soon, some more to come on this topic. But yes, let's normalize testing on a regular basis. Let's normalize knowing our status. You should be participating in testing if you are doing riskier things, that kind of stuff. Next listener question. How can I make cuddling more intimate? I love forehead kisses. Like, I think it's super sweet just to do like a little peck on my forehead as we're cuddling, maybe even a kiss on the tip of my nose. I just think it's adorable, sweet. You can be watching a movie, you can do it, that kind of stuff. I love my back being rubbed. I also love scratches on my back. So like the quick little scratches on the back, the little rub, it's not that much work, super easy, simple. When I'm cuddling, like I need my hair played with. Like I am such kind of a bitch about it. If you start playing with my hair and then you decide you wanna stop, I will nudge you to continue. I'm not ashamed. I will literally start like nudging my head into your hand or onto your chest being like, continue right now. And then I also like like thigh touches. Like I think it's super sweet and intimate when we're cuddling if you like put your hand on my inner thigh and like caress and rub it, give it a little squeeze. Just little things like that. If you're a bottom and you wanna do better with your top for cuddling, some things you can do is basically the same switch. Play with their hair, scratch their back. I love drawing little hearts or stars on like their chest if I'm laying on their chest. That kind of thing, you know going up for a quick kiss or like kissing on like their chest, their forearm, their arm, their hand, anything that's more accessible to me so I don't have to move as much. But just those little sweet intimate moments can really make cuddling a lot of fun. So instead of just laying there like two lumps on logs, add some of those little things that will spark up your cuddling. And then the final listener question this week, tips for telling your crush that you like them. I've been getting asked this a lot on TikTok. So I figured it's time I answer it on the podcast. Telling someone you like them is hard, okay? I'm gonna be real honest about it. I 
I hate it. So, like, I'm a bottom, obviously, which I make very clear on all my content. Like, no surprise. So, this is my approach. I just simply don't. I just assume everyone's in love with me, and then I wait for them to tell me. It's not a healthy way to do it, though. So, here's how I should be telling people that I have a crush on them, right? And here's my tips for you so y'all can be better than me. Actually, just talk to them about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's an uncomfortable situation in the sense of, like, they might reject you. But, like, that's okay. I think we should normalize shooting our shots and being rejected. So, if you like someone, just talk to them about it. If it's easier for you, you could do it digitally. I know some people get a little shy in person. So, they prefer, like, sending a text, sending it over Snap, that kind of thing. You can do that approach. Maybe even give them a phone call and do it over the phone or leave them a voicemail, like call them at a time you know they can't answer and then leave a voicemail. Regardless, I think starting that conversation is the best way to approach telling a crush you like them. If you can do it in person, like if you're braver than me and you're strong enough to actually do it in person, that would be like a cherry on top. I know in the past with partners, I've joked about how they either asked me out via text or whatever like that, like just to be like, goofy with them but it is more meaningful when someone does ask you in person so yeah like I said don't do what I do when it comes to (laughs) telling your crush you like them I think your best thing is to approach it and the worst is that they don't like you because just like I've talked about before on TikTok and in some of my podcasts is like dating is about connecting with someone and that means you're not going to connect with everyone you try to pursue right and so it's okay if you end up catching feelings for somebody and you try to tell them and they're like sorry I don't think about you that way like let's just normalize shooting our shot and if you get turned down it's gonna hurt a little yeah but that's okay because life is about experiences and life is about learning and it's also about taking those chances so sometimes you're gonna take that chance and it might not work out but that's okay because the right person is waiting for you so let's just normalize taking that chance All right, y'all. I hate doing it. Last shameless plug of the episode. I'm just going to put it out there. I do really need you guys to like, download, subscribe, share the podcast, follow me on socials, follow the podcast on socials, leaving five-star ratings and writing reviews on Apple Podcasting. That stuff helps. It's how we get up the charts. Charts are based off of downloads. They're based off of reviews. So please, please, please help me out. Let's keep this podcast going. It means the world to me that you all are giving me that support. So thank you so much for taking the time to do it. With that being said, I hope y'all are literally adding all of the sex toys you need to your Amazon carts right now. And I hope that you have a great time with your toys. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. So until next time, bitches, I'll see you next week.